So if I were to ask you guys, let's say that you were born in life and you had an option. You could be right-handed, you could be left-handed, or you could be both, right-handed and left-handed. What option would you take? If you could be equally as strong in the right hand and left hand, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would choose right-handed and left-handed because you would be stronger than a lot of other folks. You'd have a competitive advantage because you could use both of your arms with the same exact strength. And I think when it comes to follow-up, the best way to look at follow-up is it's either being right-handed or left-handed or being both. And what I mean by that is you have front-end sales, right? Fresh sales, which is one arm, and the other arm is follow-up. And a lot of people are great with one arm, but they're not great with the other. Some people are great with the other arm, but they're not great with the first. And I think they both connect to each other. If you're going to do great on the first phone call or the first sales interaction with somebody, then you have to do great on the follow-up. Because if you don't do great on the follow-up, you're dropping what you did with one hand and you're not leveraging the second. So what does it look like when you don't follow up? Okay. Well, here's what it looks like. You could have a great conversation with somebody. And then I could come in there or your competitor could come in there and they could have a better conversation than you did. And if somebody else comes in there and they have a better conversation and then they do follow up better than you, the client's automatically going to go to the person that's there the most. I always tell people, if you want to get me to buy, you got to find me at the perfect time. When I feel good, when I have the money in my pocket, whoever calls me then will get me to buy. There's been a lot of times where I haven't purchased something, not because I didn't like the person or I didn't like the product, it just wasn't the right time for me. Then there's been other times where the right person comes knocking on my door, says the right things, follows up with me enough and gets me to buy. So if you don't follow up, really you're saying that I'm cutting off one of my arms in sales, I'm only going to use one arm to get my business and I don't care about the other. And that's going to lose 50% of your business right there because I'll tell you the top salespeople right now are originating at least half of their business from follow-up. And when I say half of the business from follow-up, I don't mean day one, day two, day three. I mean day three to day 14. That's a big bulk of business right there. Now, a lot of people, when I say follow-up, they think it's just like regular follow-up, candid plays. I'm talking about building a relationship through follow-up. I'm talking about being relentless through follow-up. I'm talking about following up so aggressively with so much passion that the client either tells you, look, if I do it, I'm going to do it with you, but I'm not going to do it right now. Please stop calling me, but I promise you when I do do it, I'm going to do it with you. You've been there. You've proved yourself. I know you're on top of your game. Like I think that's a compliment when I hear that from a client. Now, a lot of us start to think, well, what if the client thinks I'm annoying? What if they think this? What if they think that? Well, we're going to get to that because they only think you're annoying if the relationship is not established. If there's a good relationship, there's a benefit in the product or service, they're most likely not going to think you're annoying. As a matter of fact, think of follow-up like a race, right? The first uh, initial interaction or phone call with somebody, you're entering the race. But after you let go of them and you don't close the deal on that interaction or phone call, the race has just begun. Now it's you and every other single person that's going to either try to interact with them or is already interacting with them. And it's who could do the most things during this race that's going to win. Who could do the most things? Who could remove the most obstacles out of this race? Who can make it to the finish line first? Who could go through every single hurdle? Who could bubble up the pot more? If you look at follow-up like a pot, right? And the bubbles in it are the actions. Who has the most bubbles inside of their pot? Who has the most actions inside of their pot? So that's what we're going to talk about. Here's the magic in this all. You don't really have to be a genius at following up. 
Really what you have to be is you have to take the time up front to build the process of following up. And this is why following up for me was easy for a long time because I took the time. I took a whole weekend building templates and building plays and customizing my calendar. So that way I don't want to think about it anymore. I don't want to come into work and say, hmm, who do I follow up with today? Who's hot today? Who's cool today? Because all of that is using brain power. I always tell people, look, your willpower is the highest in the morning. So that means that you want to do your most important task first. Typically, your hardest task also should be first because by the end of the day, it gets harder and harder to make good decisions. That's one piece of it. But the second piece of it is you want to save your willpower and save your brain power for decisions you don't have to make. So what that means, instead of thinking who my hot follow-ups are every single day, I would rather start a Microsoft Excel tracker that has hot clients, cold clients, warm clients, one-month clients, two-week clients, three-month clients, and just keep adding to this tracker every single day and then reminding myself when I have to hit this tab up and follow up with them. If you don't like tracker, same exact thing with your Manila folder. Put papers in one that says every single day. Make another folder that says every other day. Make another folder that says every single week. Make another folder that says bi-weekly. Make another folder that says monthly. And make another folder that says quarterly. Heck, even make another folder that says yearly. And if you had those six folders on your desk, or in your file cabinet, or somewhere in front of you, now you're building a process for follow. You're like, all right, now I know who I have to follow up with and when I have to follow up with them. I don't have to think about that anymore. Now I'm creating a process. So that's the first step. You want to create an organized uh, manner of tracking your follow-ups. And I know all the professionals and the high-level people on this call are like, yeah, no shit. I do that. Of course, I know my top Gs out there are doing this already. They have those trackers, they're color coordinated, they're inside of them every single day, they're updating them every single day, or they have folders that are organized, or they even have a hot list, or whatever technology they use, they have a way to, to keep track of them. Look, I've done all three. I've tried an Excel tracker, I've tried a piece of paper, and I've tried using technology, and honestly, sometimes I do all three of them. I'll triple dip in all three just to make sure that I have it land, air, and sea for myself and I never forget about follow-up. So that's the first thing you want to do is figure out a way to track your follow-up, whether it's paper, whether it's through Excel, or whether it's through technology. Figure out the way that works for you and then start. Organize it by different categories of when you're going to follow up with them. Here's the second step. You create templates, okay? So instead of saying I have to follow up with a hot client, I create a template for a hot client. And Microsoft Outlook, I save that template and then I create a folder called Hot Clients. Now, when I create this folder called Hot Clients, every single time I send an email, let's say I have somebody in my pipeline, their name is Zena and Zena is a hot client for me. What I would do is I would email Zena and let's say that I talked to her yesterday, I'm saving her some money, she has to think about it, whatever the case may be. When I email Zena, hey Zena, great talking to you, just to recap. Here's what the most important things were to you and your family. Here's what your main concerns were. Here's why I told you those shouldn't be concerns. Here's the program I'm offering you, how much it's saving you, what it's going to do, and the documents I need below. But after I send that email, I go to my sent folder in Outlook, I grab it and I drag it into my hot clients. Now what does that do? When I come in tomorrow, instead of thinking who my hot clients are, I go click on my hot clients folder and I see every single email I've sent yesterday or last week or for the month of every single hot client I've sent it to. And now all I have to do is hit reply all on that email and say, hey, Zena, just checking up on you. Did you get my email yet? 
Hey, Zina, just gave you a call. Didn't hear back from you. What time are you free to talk to? So now instead of just calling these clients, I'm also going to my sent folder and I'm sending them emails. A lot of you guys have been in my other trainings and I've showed you guys an email that I've replied all on about 16 times and I got the response on the 17th time. Why is that? It's because people respect the persistence. People respect consistency. I'm not doing it to be annoying the relationships established in the beginning. So that's the first key. After you decide the different categories, go ahead and make a folder in your Outlook for every category. Hot clients, warm clients, cold clients, or you could call it everyday clients, every other day clients, every week clients, every month clients. Whatever name you want to give it, create a folder in Outlook for those. And every single time you send an email to a client, you drag it and put it into that folder. So now you have a track record. It's pretty much your hot list in every single folder without creating a hot list. That's something I did for years and it was very beneficial for me. I hope you're enjoying the video. I wanted to remind you, we got Aces Academy community, weekly sales calls every single week with different guests, including myself, teaching you topics you want to learn, along with sales, mindset, and leadership virtual training and consulting. Sign up in the link in the bio, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the video. The second thing is that same email I sent Zena, it has a format to it, right? The format was, hey, Zena, icebreaker of what happened last. Then I tell her her main uh, goals in her life for her and her family. Then I say what her concerns were and I squash them. Then I tell her the benefits and details of the program I'm doing for her. Then I tell her what's needed to move forward. And then I have my signature at the end. Well, that same exact format I'm going to use for everybody I talk to. Every single message I send is going to have an icebreaker. It's going to have the importance of the goals and the emotions. It's going to have the concerns that I squash. It's going to have the details of the program. It's going to have what I need. So now what I do is I save that email as a template in Outlook and I make a template called everyday clients or hot clients or whatever you want to call it. So now what did I just do? I have a folder tracking all of these clients for myself so I could, instead of looking for them, I'm just replying on them every single day and just gathering up the replies until I get an answer. And a lot of times we're going to go back and forth on that. And I just keep moving the reply to that folder. That's one. But two, the next hot client I get, instead of thinking, what do I email them? I just pull up that same exact template and I replace the name and I replace the importance of the goals and what goals they have. And I replace the concerns, replace the details, replace what is needed. But I have a template and an outline now of how I'm going to send every single follow-up email for this particular client. All right, now, how do you remember this? You got to push it to the calendar, right? So like for me, I use Outlook calendar, but like you guys know, I have a sales planner and I have a uh, leadership planner. So I have my days, but what I like to do is make a recurring event. So let's say I do every single day, I put a half an hour in my Outlook calendar. And if you don't know how to do this, I mean, Google it or ask somebody in your office that does very simple stuff, right? If you uh, double click on your calendar, there's a button for recurrence. So it happens over and over again. You don't have to add it. So I add a recurring event in my calendar every single day. Let's just say from two o'clock to three o'clock because that's what works for me. And I put from two o'clock to three o'clock every single day. I'm following up with hot clients Monday through Saturday. Make it recurring. Save. Now that's inside of my calendar. Now for me, the way I write down my plan every day is I look at my Outlook calendar and then I write it in here. Now I'm doing it twice. I'm remembering it. It lets me put ideas down. And now I'm tracking it with a pen and paper. And I also have a pop-up that comes up on my computer. That's the reason I usually don't miss any appointments because I'm on top of it twice. And my phone, on my book, and on my computer. 
So when that pops up every single day, now it's like instead of thinking about follow-up, two to three o'clock, I'm calling every single hot client. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are like, well, are you really going to call people the same time every single day? No, I don't have to call people the same time every single day. So maybe instead of doing that from two to three next week, I could double click on that event in my calendar. And then instead of making it from two to three, I'll make it from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Next week, I'll try doing it in the morning. And then maybe the week after that, I'll double click it. I'll change the times to 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'll keep switching it up. It's whatever time works for you. I like to find a time that works and stick with it. But of course, you have your one-off clients that want to get followed up with at different times. That's going to be a special event in your calendar for them. But I'm saying just in general, a reminder every single day to follow up with your hot clients is very typical. But then it goes to your other clients as well. Well, when do I do my warm clients? Maybe my warm clients, I double click on the calendar and I put Monday and Friday for my warm clients. Maybe my cold clients, I double click the calendar and I put Monday every single two weeks. Maybe for my super cold clients, I double click the calendar and put super cold clients and I put it recurring every single month. But at least now inside of my planner that I write in and inside of my computer outlook planner, I have a recurring event for all types of follow-ups. Now I just created a process that it doesn't matter what kind of client comes into me, it's gonna either funnel to the hot, the warm, the cold or the super cold, and it's going to go into my process where I'm following up with all of them, not with emotion or is this hot? This not hot? No, like it's going into my factory line process and they're all getting followed up with at the occurrence that I set them at. So I'd say that's how you start with organizing your follow-up. Hey, thanks so much for watching the video. I hope you enjoyed it. Wanted to remind you to like, subscribe, and share the channel with anyone you love. And we got two more videos for you that are both fire. This one or this one?